0: What's up and what's happening, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Tuesday edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Reds' opening game win against the Angels. We'll take a look at the Kevin Gossman acquisition and why Derek Johnson is awesome. Thanks for joining me on today's episode. You are Locked on Reds. to ask for a better start to a week than what the Reds got on Monday. Thanks again for joining me on today's episode. We're looking at this awesome win that the Reds got but real quick, I want to remind you, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast on all the major podcasting platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher and the Himalaya Podcasting app. Hit us up on Twitter at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three F's. And make sure the Lockdown Reds line is saved into your phone for quick reactions, questions, comments, or even a good rant. That's 513 549 0159. Now, Monday was all about La Piedra. Luis Castillo sets a career high in strikeouts, 13 of them. Everyone that was in attendance at Great American Ballpark got free pizza after one out in the seventh inning. He was just mowing down. Angels not named Mike Trout. Now Mike Trout did have a pretty decent game against him. He walked, he uh, got a hit, I think it was a single, and then he blasted a home run into left center field. But there's nobody on base at that point, and the Reds were already up six to one whenever Mike Trout hit his home run. So if you're looking for a way to see Mike Trout hit his first career home run at Great American Ballpark, that would be the way to do it. When the Reds are ahead by a bunch, and they were able to hold on to that lead, they played add-on. They they put another run on the board, and it was a good thing they did because as we got late into the game, Wandy Peralta came in and did Wandy Peralta things. Now, no, no run was scored off of Peralta, but he came in and he gave up a hit and a walk, and Michael Lorenzen had to come in and clean up the inning. And then David Hernandez came back. His first appearance since his DL stent his his I. L stint. I keep calling it the DL. His I. L stint that was really more of a dude, just take a break. Take take a mental break and we'll bring you back. Hopefully you'll be right as rain. He was not right as rain, gave up a home run to pinch hitter Brian Goodwin of the Angels. It was a two run home run, and it made things interesting. In the ninth inning, in fact, they had to bring in Rice Iglesias because they were not in a safe situation at that point. They were hoping Hernandez could finish the game. And that just didn't happen. I'm a little worried about him moving forward and what we might see, how much longer we might see him in a Reds uniform. It will be interesting to see moving forward. But all in all, a great night. The Reds just blew up offensively in the first inning, the Angels employed an opener, a guy named Taylor Cole, from their bullpen to begin the game, and then they had the Major League debut of a guy named Patrick Sandoval. Patrick Sandoval actually looked pretty decent for the Angels, but the Reds just were so far ahead after that first inning that it was kind of a cruise job there for the Reds from that point on. They batted Around in the first inning, scored five runs, just a fantastic time. Air studies, Aquino had an RBI out of the cleanup spot there in that first inning. Just a really good way to get this week going, and it's a pivotal week. I mean, they're they're at home for six games. They're at home for 13 out of their next 16 games. And don't look now, but we are scoreboard watching in August. I know I had that episode a few weeks back that was a requiem for the Reds' playoff dreams, but I'm telling you what, they keep hanging on. As of right now, as of recording, the Phillies are winning in their game, and the Nationals are tied with the Giants at at, at zero early on in that game. And depending on how those go, the Reds could be four and a half out, or they could be Five and a half out still, uh, just based on the way those games go. But the fact that we're even thinking about looking at the scoreboard in August and trying to figure out the implications for the Reds—that's phenomenal. That speaks to what this season has been. We just wanted them to be interesting in the off season, and they've been exactly that. I'm not. I'm still not ready to say that they're going to make a run at that wild card spot. But man, if they can, if they can find the right guys, if they can pull the right strings in the bullpen, that could be a very interesting stretch run for the Reds because right now the bullpen has a couple of duds in it. I mean, I hate to say that, especially about a guy like David Hernandez, who's been so good for this ball club over the last year and a half, but really over the last two months, he has just been an absolute liability. His ERA is now up over seven on this season. And with the acquisition of Kevin Gossman, which we'll get to in just a moment, you wonder if he's on his way out. And the sad thing is, for him to be on his way out, that means he's going to get DFA. He's going to get designated for assignment. Because you've got Gossman, you got Cody Reed coming off injury, uh, as, we, as we had a caller, in yesterday asking about Joel Coonell, You've got guys in the minor leagues that are ready to come up. You still have Sal Romano as well. It's like the Reds need to do a little bit of bullpen shuffling if they're going to continue to be interesting because if they continue to roll out guys like Wandy Peralta and David Hernandez, it's going to bite them in the butt because I mean, it was nice that they were up by a bunch in this game and they could afford a little bit of, you know, errors from those guys. But if you're in a close game situation and, and you've burned most of your good bullpen arms in a game or two before, and you're forced to throw a guy like Wandy Peralta or David Hernandez just because there's no one else in the bullpen out, you're really looking at a tough situation there. So I, I would be interested to see if the Reds start to shuffle things up there in the bullpen. Going to take a quick break today on the podcast. I will be right back. I want to talk about Kevin Gosman and talk about Derek Johnson as well. I want to take a moment to thank the sponsors of today's Lockdown Reds podcast. Firstly, Blue Chew. I've talked about Blue Chew before here on this space. You guys know a little bit about what it's about. It's going to give you a performance boost in the bedroom in a very quick way. Based on the fact it's a chewable. It has the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. But it's delivered quicker. Based on the fact that it's a chewable. Now, today, through Locked On Reds, you can get a free order from BlueChew.com. It's your first order free. You just go to BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. And enter promo code MLB. To get your free first order today, you just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's Blue Chew, bluechew.com, promo code MLB. This episode of Locked On Reds is also sponsored by Postmates. To start your free deliveries for a limited time, download the app and use promo code LOCKED ON. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you really need a sandwich? But the game is at a crucial point. Maybe there's runners on first and third, two outs, full count. But, man, you could really go for a Philly cheesesteak because you haven't eaten anything in a while. Just post-made it. All you got to do is download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll get $100 in free deliveries for your first seven days with that promo code, i.e. you won't have to pay for delivery at least for the first week. And you'll be able to get that Philly cheesesteak without leaving your couch. If you need something in a pinch... Postmates is your food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever delivery service that you need. Just download the app and enter promo code LOCKED ON for $100 in free deliveries for your first seven days. Need something? Postmate it. We're back on the Tuesday edition of the Lockdown On Reds podcast. The Reds did make an acquisition yesterday, and it's funny because this is the first year for the hard and fast July 31st trade deadline. There is no longer a waiver trade period during the month of August, but the Reds were able to acquire Kevin Gossman from the Braves, a guy that they just lit up last weekend, and the, 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 the Braves waived him. And the Reds picked him up. They're going to pay $2.5 million the the rest of his salary for this season. And what they get in him is a former top prospect on the Orioles' organization. He's 28 years old. He's got a pretty decent arsenal of pitches. It's just he's been a little bit, and by a little bit I mean a lot, unlucky this season you'll look and you'll notice his era currently sets at 6.19 for the season and you're like well that's not very good and you wouldn't be wrong his fielding independent pitching though his FIP is much lower at 4.2 and a reason for that a big reason for that is the fact that his batting average on balls in play is currently at 345. And when you take into account that league average for BABIP is around 280, 285, that's 60 points higher than your average pitcher that he's had to deal with. That means his defense is doing him no favors whatsoever to this point. And so it'll be interesting to see what Derek Johnson can do with him currently on the season. Kevin Gosman has a nine and a half strikeout per nine ratio and a three point zero four walks per nine ratio. Uh, his hom- his homers per nine are a, a little bit up there, one point three five. Something that's going to need to come down. It, currently, it's reported that he's going to pitch out of the bullpen. Which, the way that the starting rotation has been this year, that's fine. We just need the Reds just need a good bullpen arm the rest of the way. And Gosman's going to provide that he's got the kind of pitches that he'll be a useful guy out of the bullpen. And I believe that Derek Johnson will be able to work with him and hone his craft to the point where he'll develop a successful breaking ball, something that he doesn't really have one right now. His two main pitches are a fastball and a split finger pitch. But if he develops that, really solid breaking ball he could be a dark horse candidate for like a fifth starter next season he is under team control he has one more year of arbitration he's kind of like trevor bauer in that instance he's he's got a year of arbitration left so depending on how he does in this kind of a little bit less than two month audition the reds may choose to go through arbitration. They may choose to non-tender him. We'll have to see how all that plays out in the offseason, but this is a very low-risk play for the Reds as they're not expecting a ton out of him. He may just end up being a long arm out of the bullpen, but he's got the kind of stuff that could translate into a pretty decent starter for 2020 if need be. I like the move uh, a lot. It's it's one of those things that's going to fly under the radar. You know, everyone was reporting on it because it was a slow news day. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, no one's going to look back and say, well, that's the day that they got Kevin Gossman. The thing is, though, Derek Johnson. Gone are the days when we wonder about the Reds acquiring pitchers. Because you look back... And some of the guys that they brought in, you know, reclamation projects and this and that and the other, before Derek Johnson was here, and things didn't go so well. You really can't name a whole lot of guys that, a whole lot of pitchers who turned their careers around when they came to Cincinnati. Now, in just a short span of time in 2019, Derek Johnson has shown his abilities to really teach guys and really run them through some difficult times and turn them around. Sonny Gray came to the Reds, and people were calling him the Yankees trash. I mean, here the Yankees are looking to be one of the best teams in Major League Baseball this season, and they were getting rid of a starter. But he's been nothing short of phenomenal for the Reds, and a big credit goes to Derek Johnson. Robert Stevenson's renaissance I mean, that's Derek Johnson. Now you've got Kevin Gossman coming in. And you also have Trevor Bauer as well. But Trevor Bauer is a very talented guy. Very much different category than Kevin Gossman. So, sorry I mentioned those two together. Kevin Gossman could really flourish here. And a lot of that is to do with Derek Johnson. And moving forward, even through this offseason, it's worth noting that no longer can we look at a trade and be like, oh, boy, here's the Reds just dumpster diving for pitching. Because with Johnson as the helm of this pitching coaching staff, the Reds have just been phenomenal this season. Just way up there in every pitching category. And in fact, they ran the stat last night in the game. Last night was the 85th straight game in which, in which Reds pitchers have had five or more strikeouts. No other team is even close to that kind of a streak. I, I I think I remember the second place team, and I forget even who it was, but they, they were only at like 30 or 31, just way, way below there. And that a lot of credit goes to Derek Johnson and also to Caleb Cotham as they have employed a lot of analytics, a lot of advanced technologies like the TrackMan and all that different stuff, like showing spin rates and Stuff that's way over our heads, but the the big picture is the Reds are good at pitching now. And, and we can see kind of almost you can squint and see some pitchers seeing this as a decent place to go because of Derek Johnson, not because of great American ballpark, great American ballpark has always kind of been a detractor for a free agent pitcher, but a free agent pitcher could look at this coaching staff and say, you know what? I could do some good things there And all credit goes to Derek Johnson on that one. So definitely deserves a lot there. It's a huge reason why the reds are still in the conversation. The reds are still in the playoff conversation and it is August 6th. That's phenomenal in and of itself. Last five years, we weren't even thinking about it. We were thinking about next season long before August 6th. So it's awesome to see that they're still there. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Make sure you subscribe on all the major podcasting platforms. Hit us up on Twitter and save the Locked On Reds line in your phone, 513 549 zero one five nine. Be sure to check in tomorrow with the podcast. We're going to talk more about the angel series as tomorrow or as tonight is the finale. And then Wednesday's an off day. So who knows? We might have a little bit of fun with a segment or two as well. Thanks so much for listening to the Locked On reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, prime members.